I'm Sarah Becker, and I love talking about money. I believe that money doesn't have to be scary, that curiosity is more important than correctness, and that everyone can become an expert of their own money with a little bit of help, and that's where I come in. The United States is currently experiencing an affordable housing crisis. Looking at rising costs of living, insane supply and demand issues within housing, and sickening interest rates, I have to wonder, how is anyone buying a home right now? Turns out most people have help, and that's important to talk about. Redfin's spring 2023 survey showed that 38% of home buyers under the age of 30 were helped by their family members or used an inheritance for their home down payment. That's nearly four out of every 10 people you know who bought a home in the last year. And that only counts families that directly contributed to the purchase of a home. For example, my family didn't technically contribute to my home purchase, but they did pay for my college, which allowed me to save money through my 20s instead of pay off student loans. I then miraculously married someone who also didn't have student loan debt. This privilege allowed us both to spend our 20s and 30s establishing businesses and purchasing property, something that even a few years later, now that I'm 32, I don't think I could afford to do in the same way. Dr. Daryl Fairweather is Redfin's chief economist, and she wrote an article for Forbes saying that the income needed to purchase a quote-unquote starter home has been steadily increasing for over a decade and jumped 13% in the last year alone. Home buying used to be a guaranteed part of the so-called American dream, the next step after college and getting a job, sometimes getting married. Now, more and more people are unable to afford it. Dr. Fairweather also cited research from economists at the University of Chicago that found that children born to homeowner parents are significantly more likely to be homeowners in adulthood. The typical age of a first-time homebuyer right now is 36, and that's according to a recent survey from the National Association of Realtors. When the survey was first taken in 1981, the median age for a first-time homebuyer was 29. But people aren't necessarily better off when they're renting. The cost of rent has skyrocketed, making it all but impossible for renters to actually save to purchase a home. So you're getting stuck in the cycle. On August 5th, the New York Times published an article by Jessica Fu titled, Is it possible to buy a house in your 20s? Yes, but only with some help. In the article, Fu cites an Urban Institute analysis that found people who buy their first home before they're 35 accumulate significantly more wealth by the age of 60 than those who do so after the age of 35. The earlier you buy your home, the more time it has to appreciate in value and the more time you have to pay down mortgage debt. But at this point, only the most privileged Americans are able to realistically purchase a home. Fu writes that while homeownership is a wealth building tool, it's not accessible to all Americans. Quote, racial chasms in homeownership persist in large part because of the long tail effects of racially exclusionary housing policies like redlining and predatory lending. Black households on average have significantly less wealth than white ones, which translates into less money that families can pass down to support younger members in buying a home. If you're not familiar with redlining, basically it is when banks would refuse a loan to someone because they lived in a certain area, a redlined area that was deemed to be a poor financial risk, right? That's a very basic definition, and we can definitely talk more about that in another episode, and we probably will, but I don't want to digress too much here. So as the economy continues to be hostile to affordable home buying, the inequality that's already present in this issue is only going to grow. 
There are many programs available to help low-income families become homeowners, but the odds are stacked against them higher than we've seen in decades. I know many people who cannot afford to buy homes, and I know many people who could make it work, like barely, but choose not to due to rising insurance costs, especially where I live in New Orleans, and the responsibility of home repairs. If you're not a homeowner or not planning to be one anytime soon, you are definitely not alone. And there are other ways to build wealth. I mean, some millionaires and even billionaires are proud not to be homeowners and preach the idea that you should only rent and then invest every other penny into the stock market or other investments and not have to save for home repairs and down payments. That's one school of thought, right? We are seeing such dramatic shifts in real estate right now that I don't think it's going to be the wealth builder it was for our parents and grandparents' generation anyway. And again, only if your parents and grandparents were privileged. I'll definitely be keeping my eye on this topic and I will come back with any updates. Next week, we're going to talk about the one thing that I could not make financial decisions without. I think it's going to be a really fun episode and, you know, maybe a little less depressing than this one. This one's still very important, but next week's is going to be a little bit more practical. If you enjoy this bite-sized podcast, I would so appreciate if you would rate and review it. This podcast is brand new. Um, I've been doing it for several months now, but it's still a little baby podcast. And so every rating, every review helps so much. You can find me on Instagram at Becker Talks Money, on the internet at BeckerTalksMoney.com, and via email at hello at BeckerTalksMoney.com, and I'll see you guys next week.